If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. We're not talking about that. Did you already press play? I sure did. Awesome. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm Welcome Carly. back to the Other Creatures Women podcast. Oh. John? Yeah. Oh. And then Tony. That's me. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have lost faith in this podcast. <laughs> if you're coming here for a professional quality podcast, you've come to the wrong place. We take movies that we believe are underrated, and we t- try to give you a breakdown of them so you can give them a second chance. That's not the word. It's close enough. It's what we do, though. Maybe after all these episodes, you finally go up trying to read your yeah. notes. We try to explain to the other people on this podcast why it's so great, and they don't believe us. Right. We try to convince each other more than you. <laughs> you at home. That it's fun to make Elaine watch weird movies. And Carl didn't watch movies at all. It's yeah, fun to make every, everybody watch weird movies. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> how else am I going to get John to talk about Transformers for an hour and a half? Hey, you're really not. We talk about that. <laughs> how else are we going to get Carla to watch 300 movies? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of the 300, you've probably had only seen maybe what? Body? Body <laughs> of them? I mean, half the ones she's picked, she hadn't seen. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, like, she hadn't, if she hadn't seen any of the our movies picks. she'd seen were the ones I made her watch. <laughs> so, let's say that. Okay, so 300, so she's had 75 picks, Okay. and half of those she probably hadn't seen before. So let's say on the generous side, she'd seen 40 movies, plus about 15 other movies that you had made her watch. So prior to this podcast, she'd seen 55 movies total (laughs) in her whole life. That we've done. (laughs) Just not counting all the Disney movies I watched when I was a kid. You got to give her those. That's 15 Things movies like right there. Okay. Singing in the Rain. <laughs> you know, Disney movies like Singing no, in the Rain. No, like Darby Gill and the Little People. Disney movies. Or no, things. I no, I know, but like... if you if you walk up to a thousand people and you go, hey, name a Disney movie, nobody's going to say Singing in the no, Rain. I'm not saying that it is I know, a Disney but it's movie. I was saying I've seen Disney movies and movies like and Singing in the Rain. She saw only movies made by Disney and then one other movie, Singing in the Rain. No. Yeah. Old musicals. And New Line Center. And for some reason, Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> I've never seen that. Why did you I, watch that? Because I took a class, believe it or oh, not, okay. when I was in the sixth grade. It was an elective at my school that you could take, like, film appreciation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw straight. movies she, like she that. took a class called Film Appreciation. <laughs> in it the sixth so grade. It was so bad, she stopped watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mission yeah. failed. <laughs> That's what I got. Like, apparently, perhaps, I don't get this. <laughs> perhaps if that class was offered in high school, which is when you take an elective like that, mm-hmm. it would have made more sense. Yes. That was when I went to the magnet school that year. So mm. They were trying to make everything high school. Interesting. For sixth graders. <laughs> well, hey. I only went there one year. <laughs> uh, this week. On the podcast. It's Carly's pick. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> I picked a movie that Elaine's been trying to get me to pick. Mm-hmm. So I could give it a second chance. <laughs> yeah. And I went with 2001's America's Sweethearts. If I nag her enough, I don't want to say you're easily influenced, because that's not true. <laughs> but if I nag you enough, and you can't be bothered to find a movie you've actually there watched. There you go. <laughs> then you will pick movies that I just randomly keep recommending yes. to you. So if I keep recommending the Avengers, will you pick that eventually? I can't pick that. It I'm not going to do it for my birthday. It, it, You'll have to eventually because you haven't seen enough movies. Do you have any birthdays? <laughs> well, I'll you can only do so many versions Disney of Pride and Prejudice. And old musicals. <laughs> She's picking Grease before Avengers. She's probably yeah. going to pick Shrek before Avengers, let's be real. 
<laughs> well, that gives me an idea. I'm picking Grease 2 for your birthday. Okay. I've never seen it. Is that just because you want to make Carly watch the reproduction song? Or let's do it for America. No, let's bowl. Let's bowl. That's the greatest song in the movie, but the other <laughs> songs are ridiculous. The entire movie's ridiculous. I can't believe Michelle Pfeiffer has a movie career after that shit. That, that, that was the most amazing part of the whole thing. People saw that and they were like, yeah, cast her. That movie was hot garbage. Okay. That movie's okay. not hot garbage. It's cold garbage. <laughs> it's I would mean garbage. somebody touched it recently. <laughs> That garbage. There's something there. Do you think when Michelle Pfeiffer goes in for auditions, if she did, she'd cut that off, like just scratch off Grease too? Do you think when she? I goes, think she's done enough other stuff. Do you think she when she goes on junkets? Hunkets. Do you think when she goes on junkets? Goes on the hunkets. People randomly bring that up to her just to try to keep. So they're like, all right, so I'm gonna do a fun, fresh. It's, if she does movies, she has to go on a junket. Uh, you don't have to. They have to do press for the Not, movie. Not if you're like not for Ant Man. She's yeah, like they sixth did. But in the can't cast. you see? But no, but they did do press no, like Graham Norton or <laughs> no. But I'm saying Jimmy Fallon like bringing like, up that she was in Greece too. But I'm they sure were. she had to do press. Yeah, for but Ant-Man. all those interviews are all pre-screened. There's no hot questions. Every single no. one of these questions. Yes, of course they're ever, pre-screened. They're all screened, so no one ever brings it up unless yes, she they wants do. to. Just because they're pre-screened doesn't mean when you get yes. in front of the camera, you can't say well, whatever some, the fuck you want. That you do they, get that one guy. He's I don't know if he's allowed to do him anymore. He caught a couple people. Remember he pissed yeah. off RDJ and yeah. he fucking. Look, and that's what happens is all of a sudden you're not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, and I get that, <laughs> but they do at some point be like, "Hey, I'm going to talk about Greece too," and she's like, "All right." I had a thing. <laughs> And my thing is, oh. do you think when she goes on press junkets, Hunkets. and I'm not talking about just for Amit, I'm just in general, there's always somebody who thinks they're going to be edgy and give a creative interview who drops the Grease 2 bomb on her. <laughs> do you think it's a constant thing? Because, I mean, with my junket experience, Hunkets. I know that they're just all day meeting in these five-minute interviews with all these different... Critics and whatever. Answering the same questions over and over and over again. So do you think it happens it's every junket? It's never the, the same guy. It's always somebody different. Maybe. Lights camera Jackson decides he's going to be the funniest kid on the block. <laughs> and maybe every once in a while you get him. Because I've seen on a, one of the few things I've watched on it. I've seen people, there's sometimes you don't. Like it's, yeah, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. But then every once in a while, hey, we're going to change this out. We're going to do that. So they end up just hanging out for a little while. So maybe they... You know, I've seen a few of those where they're like, hey, nobody's really watching this. Fuck it. Let's talk about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, like the agents the and camera, stuff camera, get you know. bored and stop paying attention. And it's interview number 712 yeah. on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And you're stuck in the desert. Yeah. It's funny watching when, I mean, it's not funny. I guess it sucks for them. But it's it's interesting when, when, you, when you see them crack, though. Like Jonah favorite. Hill and a few of them were just like, you fuck this and fuck you. <laughs> no, my favorite one was uh, it was the Avengers Endgame. It was Chris Hemsworth, Don Cheadle, and Brie Larson. Yeah, I saw that. And Brie Larson is talking all kinds of shit. You can just tell the two of them yeah, were done with they her. They were done with her. They're like, look, bitch, be quiet. Yeah. That one's my favorite. That one's Because you could tell that that had been building all day long when you break Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one right. where Chris Hemsworth is, uh, what is it? It's Chris Hemsworth and... and Chris Evans and the one girl is like I don't even know like a weird Chinese dialect and she just says something and he and he starts going do 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 and he just starts speaking and Chris is like what the fuck and he goes, yeah we learned that in in Australian high school because they're like a yeah, mile away yeah, <laughs> they speak all those different languages and he's like, like yeah. what 
<laughs> Chris Evans is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, so. So America's sweethearts. Yes. There's a honk in this. So that was there on topic. Is. There is a honk in this. <laughs> it's written by Billy Crystal. Welcome mm-hmm. back to the podcast. Because he directed 61. But mm-hmm. he has not written or acted in anything that we've done. Nope. But we reference Princess Bride all the time. He was That's that. because we're never going to do the movie My Giant. Or forget Paris. We forget Paris, maybe, but we're never going to do My Giant. Or When Harry Met Sally. The second we may writer. Do Harry Met Sally or Princess Bride or something. Those are pretty. The big thing movies. about The Princess Bride is we would just end up quoting the movie the whole time. No, no. That's and... not true. How about <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, quit it. I mean, no, it. we would just. We would just start talking about. Uh, Jerry Humperdinck, and then it would just be <laughs> yeah. the third podcast that we've done about um, talking about uh, uh, Chris Sarandon. Yeah. Also written by Peter Tolan, who is a welcome back to the podcast because he wrote Bedazzled, but he also wrote Analyze This and Analyze That. Mm. I wouldn't claim that second one. <laughs> yeah, but you should do <laughs> Analyze This. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. Directed by Joe Roth, who also directed Christmas with the Cranks, which I have not seen. Mm. I think I watched parts of it. I- it didn't, I, it didn't hold my interest. I feel like I saw that I once watch, and can... Yeah. I watch it like once a year when I get through my Christmas movies. You, you do? Wanna, the Cranks? Yeah, you put the shitty ones first. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start out with Home Alone. I think we need to get some eggnog and, and what is it, rum? And, and sit and watch a few of these with John. Some of the bad Christmas ones. I don't want eggnog. <laughs> I mean... Maybe a mold wine. I'd rather have that than eggnog. <laughs> now all I can think about is that room and lethal weapon with all of the nog. What was he doing at a funeral with all of that nog? Well, it was Christmas. All right. Not, so, in, not refrigerated nog? He's drinking non-refrigerated nog. We are starring a plethora of Welcome Back to the Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Starting with Julia Robertson. This is like her seventh time on the podcast. Well, she's been... She did Steel Magnolias, Young Hills, Stepmom, The Mexican, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and Ocean's Eleven. I'll tell you what. Uh, she's horribly miscast as Kiki. Yes. <laughs> she wanted to be Kiki. No. Like, she's great in the character of Kiki, but Julia Roberts is no Kiki. That is the dumbest name. Kiki. Kiki. She's not a Kiki. Kiki Kins. She's a Samantha. She's a Beth. Kiki? No. She should be Gwen and Catherine Zeta-Jones should be Kiki. First dance. Tony didn't believe her sisters anyway. Oh, no. Not even even a little bit. We'll get to that. Well, speaking of Catherine Zeta-Jones, welcome back to the podcast from Entrapment and High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. John Cusack. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Hot Tub Time Machine, Must Love Dogs, High Fidelity, Serendipity, and Con Air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serendipity. I almost watched that this Christmas, and then I remembered what that movie was about. I was like, no. <laughs> Dodge <laughs> the bullet the gloves, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> Hank, Az- how do you say his Azaria. Welcome back to the podcast from Godzilla and the Birdcage. That's it? Just those two? Yeah. He, in- he is not in a lot of things, but every time he's in, he's in, in something, TV. He, he does a it. lot of voice work. He's, he does a ton of voice work. So yeah. if we did more cartoons, we so would probably see more area. Uh, we're watching a movie, and I'm like, because <laughs> he's playing a Spanish person. Like he's from Spain. I'm like, where is he from? What is Hank Azaria? <laughs> the so up of West Side? I had to Google it. Elaine looked it up, and he's he's from Greece. Okay. He, he's a, he, he's from New York. But yeah. both on both sides, he uh, he's of Greek-Jewish descent. And okay. they speak Spanish. I can see that. 
For some so, reason, they speak Spanish. I'm like, sure. I mean, but, it's not that far. But Ooh. apparently, he's he's proud to be Greek, or maybe I, I, I assume. But yeah, he's um, but he plays Spanish very well. He plays a little bit of everything. It's his natural well, heat. He's one of those. Guatemalanists. <laughs> well, he's one of those people that can be anything. Yeah, and he's like, always oh, good. It's like you need him to be. You know, Colombian. Sure. Yeah. You buy that. You need it to be... Him and, and uh, Tucci. Anything. Like, they steal yeah. every movie they're in that I've seen. And they're both in this. Well, yeah. speaking of Tucci, welcome back from the core and a little chaos. Yeah. hmm Did we do the terminal? No. Because no. you would need to pick that for Carly's birthday. And Carly's um, it. Elaine <laughs> distracts you every time you bring it up. <laughs> I think that movie is boring. Krakosia. <laughs> It's terrible. Tom Hanks is great in that. No, he's not. No one's great in that. Because that movie is boring. All right, well, Christopher Walken, welcome back to the podcast from The Prophecy, True Romance, Sleepy Hollow, and The Rundown. Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal, we already talked about, is not a welcome back and to the, the podcast. And The Weapon of Choice video, which is my favorite Except for he was uncredited in The Stands in 61. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, the Stand? In The Stands. At oh, The, game. the Stands. <laughs> Alan Arkin, welcome back to the podcast from Edward Scissorhands. Seth Green, welcome Check back. Check out that picture on Seth Green's IMDb. He's looking like a fucking grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> With a mustache and a beard. Been... But in this movie, looking silly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the most grown-up I've ever seen Seth yeah. Green yeah. look in his entire life. Scott. <laughs> he was uh, Howard the Duck in Guardians. And we, we did volume two. Godzilla, mm-hmm. King of the Monsters, he was uncredited in. Iron Man 2, uncredited. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uncredited. But he also voiced Godzilla in Lego Batman. Who did this? Seth Seth Green. Green, So he's been on the podcast five times, but three of them were uncredited. (laughs) And he was cut cut out of Buffy. Oh, was he? Yeah, because I I saw a whole thing on that. He was in the Buffy movie because Joss Whedon liked him, like met him and was like, oh, that's cool, we'll put you in the movie. And then he cut him, but then he cast him later in the show. In the show, yeah. And then the last person I mentioned was Rain Wilson. Welcome back to the podcast from Galaxy Quest and... The Meg. It's a Megalodon. What's The Meg? It's this uh, awesome movie that you'll be watching a sequel to Before Too Long. (laughs) Facts. Facts. The two of you are way too excited. (laughs) Look, this is a great year for Elaine movies. All right, we got the Ant-Man movie. We've got that D&D movie coming out. Looks like bonkers. The Meg 2. Come on! We were off this weekend, and Elaine didn't want to go see Ant-Man. Just point that out. We didn't have time to go see Ant-Man. I might have brought it up if you weren't in bed until 1 p.m. Then Doobie Vox. John wasn't feeling very good. No, I'm hopped up on all kinds of stuff right now. I think he's allergies. I did notice this weekend to start taking my meds. He he had a rough morning this morning. He looked like death. <laughs> Thanks for telling all of you. <laughs> you look fine now. You, you took a shower. You cleaned up nice. He looked like death. He's having one of those mornings where he was in bed and he had his his hoodie up like this. <laughs> I was, was cold. Was Tom Hardying it. Yeah. I was practicing cold. his moaning. <laughs> Poor kid. All right. Well, this... and then Elaine left. Didn't make me no soup. She I made... brought you juice and drugs. Well, drugs are I mean, good. that's I like quality drugs. lady right there. Juice and drugs? Juice and drugs. Mm. I don't know why one of them was Viagra. That was weird. Well, he's on Rat King. The budget was $46 million and the worldwide gross was $138.3 million. But the gross in the U.S. was only like 95 or something. It was less than 100 It didn't do... 
I'd never heard of this movie. It feels like it should have been a huge movie, but it just wasn't. Like, yeah. nobody really saw it. Nobody really talked about it. I don't think they really talked about it. it very well. I don't think so either. Um, the, it has a 32 tomato meter, a 40% audience score, a 44 meta score, and a 5.7 on IMDb. I'm turning this as if it's going to be my notes, but these are notes for my class. Four types of abnormal muscle tone. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> we'll so. save those for later. We don't spoil them. <laughs> you know how much your students listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, my two reviews. Can Brook gave it a 10 out of 10, said one of my all-time favorites. This movie had an awesome cast, such a fun plot, a bunch of one-liners that I will always quote every chance I get. I wish there was a full version of the movie they made within this movie, time (laughs) over time. The bit we get to see is so amazing. I really wish they'd given us a full version. I'd pay to see that, as well as some deleted scenes and extra. Extras. I feel like for some reason this movie has never been talked about much or given nearly the amount of attention it truly deserves. Not me. I want to see Autumn with Greg and Peg. (laughs) It's kind of like or in Sasha Notting Hill, where you see all the clips from all the movies that are ridiculous. <laughs> all right, maybe, maybe Requiem for an Outfielder. But nobody is going to see Sasha and the Optometrist. Nobody. I'm going to go watch I, that while you're at the Meg. L. O. This movie. V. This, this year is a weird year for movies. It's a... Uh, the Mexican, Donnie Darko, Beautiful Mind, Hannibal, Session 9, Glass House, 13 Ghosts, Ocean's Eleven, Vanilla Sky, Frailty, Zoolander. Lots, Lots of, of movies, movies we, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently we like 2001 Scary on this movie podcast. Two, Valentine. There's a lot of weird, weird movies this year. Along Came a Spider, Training Day. Carl like, Harbor Atlantis. came out that movie, Jurassic Park 3. Bully. Right. Yeah, a lot of weird shit that year. Not a lot of like super big big movies. On the other hand, Mean Mistreater six five three one says all I have to say is that mistreater like one word like I mistreat somebody I know, or is that mistreater like so it's, a, it's all like, one word like some <laughs> kind of old teacher like oh my god it's mistreater. <laughs> Okay, caught talking in the library. Miss Treater is going to get one S. <laughs> All I have to say is really bad movie. Not only can I not comprehend paying $7 to watch this crap, now to comment on it, I have to come up with at least four lines of text to say anything. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and that includes Hillbillies in a Haunted House, which I've never heard of. <laughs> is that an actual movie? I've never heard of that either. But he's, he's Why are you paying $7? Mm. Went to the theater? Mm-hmm. In 2001, $7. Is that when it came out? The yeah. review? Oh, shoot. Hold on. Uh, Hillbillies in a Haunted yeah. House is no. a comedy musical from 1967. No. <laughs> December 28, 2001. Okay. It has a 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. Country singer That's stranded on the way to Nashville, <laughs> spend the night in a mansion filled with skeletons, ghosts, and foreign secret agents. Also, the movie came out in July and it was still in theaters in December. That's the back in the day thing. That should that should have been streaming a month that later. That was like when you go to the like. Why would she pay dollars? That's when you go to like the cinema cafe when they would show the old yeah. movies for a buck. Yeah. Well, back in two thousand one, you just go to the video update or the blockbuster and you pay like two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? Well, you go to the military circle mall for a showing and it was like a dollar fifty. 
I miss that. Go to the matinee. I miss that they close that. <laughs> I miss the dirt mall. <laughs> oh, all right. So, what'd you think going in, John? Thought, hey, I've seen this. Okay. What about you, Tony Jones? It's like never heard of this, never seen this. Let's. let's You're see here it. for a wild ride. He was only hoping that Hank Azaria's penis was not like coins. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he knows where that came from, and he was wondering about in Community. There's a, a one of the D and D episodes. One of the characters is called Hector the Well Endowed. Oh yeah. And he was wondering if that was a reference to this movie. I wonder. <laughs> but, is that complaints. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think? I thought we just watched this. How long ago was that? Three weeks? A month ago? We just watched this. We did just wow. watch it. <laughs> and we watched it again. <laughs> All right, well, the movie opens by telling the audience how America fell in love with this couple of actors who've done many rom com style movies that they fell in love in real life and got married. They are America's sweethearts. Mm-hmm. All right, with Greg and Peg. They show clips of some of the movies and they are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they are. So it turns out that this and was... Someone in Hollywood right now is like, we can make those. Oh, yeah. but They might have. You? And they just changed the names <laughs> and we don't know. This movie came out in 2001. Maybe we have seen Requiem from a, for an Outfielder and we just don't know it. Honestly, the clip of Autumn with Greg and, and Peg, Peg looked like when Harry met Sally to me. Or at least yeah. the cover of it. Which might have been intent, intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was more bus left dogs. Perhaps. But whatever. But look at the, the cover of the DVD, and it's yeah. that scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. So it turns out that Danny had this promo put together, and he's showing it to Lee. Danny is replacing Lee, who is in charge of press for... He's been in charge of press for all of America's Sweethearts movies. And he got fired last week. And so Danny's showing him this thing he had put together, and Danny is replacing him. But, uh. Which seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yes, I know you're fired. I'm taking your job. Look what I did. Give me your honest opinion. It seems like there's no animosity whatsoever between these two. Like, like Billy Crystal's character, Lee, is just cool with this dude. He's like, I don't blame you. I, I know it's like... not your fault. I'm actually going to help you a little. <laughs> I feel like. So we had this on DVD. We couldn't find it. We had to rent it. It was very upsetting. <laughs> but I feel watched? like there is... Well, we wa- it was on TV when we watched it. Oh, okay. I'm sure um, it's at Tony's house. No, but we had to pay we, for it. We couldn't find it. <laughs> but I laughing. think that there's deleted scenes. Because I remembered something like him telling Danny at, while they were at the Hunkit. I remembered him telling Danny... Like, Danny did something, and he... Or like he did something that Danny didn't know, and he see and he says, "See, kid, that's why you're never gonna get my job." Like he did something that uh-huh. made it see there was something that showed some animosity between them. But I think it was a deleted scene because it didn't happen in the version we watched. No. And I was like, I thought there was a thing, and it really doesn't seem like there's any animosity between no. them whatsoever. It's no, I'm trying to take your job, and then it's no, you stole my job. It's just like. We're cool. I'm out. You're in. Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's been there for 20 or 10, 15 years or whatever. So he's, maybe he's just like, ah, I could go somewhere else once he's, yeah, that, he's that level. Yeah, he's good at his job. Maybe he has a pile and of And he doesn't like his boss anyway. So yeah. maybe he's glad he's out before this last movie comes out because he knows it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. And <laughs> well, he hasn't seen the movie. No, but mm. the couple isn't together anymore and her last two movies tanked. <laughs> yeah. 
It's because Kiki's a terrible person. Not Kiki. See, look what you did. But she, he does say, they made my job easy until she went and shacked up with that Spaniard. Um, Lee seems to want to help Danny, and he tells him some survival rules. Tell what you have from the Spaniards. Mm. Number one, always them. take credit. But number two, don't take credit until somebody says they like it. So Lee gets called down to the screening room because Dave, who fired him, wants to show him something. It's the, it's the oh, movie. Also, there might mm-hmm. be a little bit of, this is the guy that's replacing me. Good luck with that. <laughs> you Maybe. Want, and you know that he'll either fail and the thing will I'm going to get some popcorn and watch this Ooh, dumpster yeah. fire. Or I'm going to go to another job that will pay me more money and then wait for him to come back and for me to come back and pay me more money. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like Dave, so I Unless think he's probably pretty Seth cool. Seth Green is some kind of ex- savant we don't know about. He, he did a uh, gun. He gave one of the members of press a gun. Yeah. So, a savant? Nah. Not quite. Not seeing it. So it turns it out they sit down to watch the movie. And Tony was like, they're really just going to sit down and watch a whole movie that this dude just finished watching, supposedly? Yeah. But it's only the first 20 seconds because this reclusive, eccentric director, Hal Weidman, only sent some title cards that aren't even actually in the movie. When we sit down at the oh. hunk it and watch it, it's not the same. No. <laughs> With one note that says, we could also do this in blue. It's just a black screen with some names. Sets of music. Dave is livid. He didn't want to work with this director in the first place, but he's an award-winning director, and they need a hit movie. So while Dave is ranting about it, um, Hal calls and says he'll bring the movie to the junket. Okay. And everyone will see it together for the first time. He wants the press to be among the first to ever see it. Yep. He's like, I don't watch things with the press. Hal hangs up on him. He does not care. <laughs> Dave begs Lee to do the junket. Hunket. <laughs> he needs the hunket master. <laughs> Lee's like, no, why would I do that? You fired me. Eventually, they negotiate. He's like, tell me what you want, I'll tell you what I want. Dave wants the public to think there's a chance that Eddie and Gwen will get back together, so they will want to come see the movie. Lee wants his job back. They agree. If Lee can get the actors to seem like they might get back together, he will get his job back. The Hunkit is booked at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. And Lee moves it to the (laughs) middle of Nevada. Well, because they had it. And he's like, I need a place like The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we need, so nobody can escape easily when they find out there's no movie. <laughs> and Tony and heard we the need to be able to orchestrate listening. some activities. And yeah. things. He says, Keep hey, right, circle jerks, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want, do those go together? Nobody's or? leaving the hotel. We got to keep them entertained on site for the whole weekend. Maybe in the haunted house in the hillbillies or whatever that fucking movie was. <laughs> My question is, what do these hotels do when they're not doing the honkets? Well, this turns out this hotel is actually in Vegas. At the end, they thank the Hyatt Vegas. <laughs> Next time we're in Vegas, we'll stay at the Hyatt and we can have this experience. <laughs> it looks very expensive. <laughs> If it's not on strip, it ain't. If it's not on strip, it'll be significantly cheaper. <laughs> so, that was a long um, time ago. It might not even exist now. That's true, too. That's true. <laughs> this is 20 years ago. That's true. What is it now? Well, now it's a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the hotel we stayed in in 2001. 
No. Oh, 2011? In 2011 does not exist. It does. They just redid it. it. But it's not. It used to be the Monte Carlo. It ain't now. The hotel itself is still there. They just give it a facelift. Mm. And the name change? It's completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. We went inside. It doesn't look really different. <laughs> All right. Well, now he has to get the actors to come to the hunket. Yeah. But he has an in with Gwen. Because he calls Kiki. It is still there, by the way. Hmm. Gwen's sister and assistant. I would like to know how much, uh, right? Like, if we went tonight, how much would it be? I don't know, but there's another one on Dean Martin Drive. I think we should stay there. <laughs> no, how much would it be to stay at the Hyatt? Are those cottages real? <laughs> That's, like, bigger than our house. Yeah, also, he's probably got the super sweet. Um, it's for high rollers only. We're not high rollers. No. We're low rollers. Book now. So, Leek, uh, Gwen's sister and assistant, Kiki, she's going to do what she can to make sure Gwen shows up. But it will be hard because she doesn't want to see Eddie. We watch Gwen on the Larry King show and see that her career has hit a rough patch since she left Eddie. Please don't lick my callers. Callers repeatedly ask her why she left Eddie and tell her that they cannot watch her movies anymore. You can get a room for $153 today. Oh, wow. It's also February. That's cheaper than I would have thought, though. It's also February. That's true. (laughs) Um, that's, but that is not the one that Eddie Vegas, was staying in. But... <laughs> Do they have an option, the America Sweethearts package? Because <laughs> if they don't, then I'm not interested. Um, the Holly Go Lightly Sweet? Holly Go Lightly. So people just don't want to watch her do any movies if he's not in them. And they don't want to watch her do movies with him anymore because they know that they're not together anymore. So she is... Yeah. Really? She is public enemy number one amongst rom com. Feel viewers. like that's kind of what happened to Jennifer. Garner. We should stay here. They have free breakfast. And when <laughs> I do prefer free breakfast. <laughs> when, but we like Jennifer Gardner had a no, pretty promising. Really? Yeah, not at all. No. I mean, like she's always been on. She has strip, a TV so career. They don't need she to try. Cool. Like she didn't yeah. find. But when yeah. her and yeah. some cool shit. Ben Affleck like broke up. It was really like cool, and it was in the middle of the strip. They don't have to try. And her strip location, location, location. <laughs> it's also way more expensive than the Hyatt. Well, I always kind of got the or impression like Katie Holmes. Her. Looking at the rooms, it was nice. Katie Holmes. Yeah. But I always got kind of got, and I don't know because I don't follow celebrities. But I always kind of got the impression with Jennifer Garner that she didn't really want it anymore. Like she Maybe. just wanted well, to be at home with her kids, kids and yeah, have a fun life. <laughs> I don't know. You I can, mean, you she can made tell. Enough money. <laughs> me and Will always make fun because you can tell on that one. There's that one roundtable show we watched where it's like. Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith and a bunch of people, and but she's there, and you can tell she does not like Kevin Smith, and she does not want to be there. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, they're not going to work that out. That was our view. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the Hyatt right. is way down there. <laughs> Gwen is tired of people hating her. Why can't they just accept that she doesn't want to be with Eddie anymore and get a life? She also hates Larry King for reminding her that her last two movies bombed. <laughs> well, you are Catherine Zeta Chips. Kiki tells Gwen that she heard from Lee and then has to remind her who Lee is so she can tell her that they're meeting with him to discuss the hunket for the last Eddie She's and like, Gwen movie. I'm not going to know hunket. <laughs> Why is there so much pressure on her and none on Eddie? She's so right. So then we cut to Eddie. Who is at like a mental health wellness retreat kind of place with his guide. He tells the story of the night Gwen claims that he tried to kill her. It was an accident. I don't know. I think she's got a pretty good case here. I mean. She 
took Hector to their place and shared their favorite foods with him. He followed them, saw it, and drove his micro- motorcycle, microphone, drove his motorcycle through the window where they were sitting. Which she is... overreacted. I don't think she did. <laughs> That's his story. I don't think she did. I think he overreacted. Yes. A little bit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So Lee goes to visit him, and he's like, man, you look good. He's been here for about seven months, Mm -hmm. and he feels like he's doing much better, and he's getting close to something. Lee tells him that Gwen was on Larry King last night, and it was rough. He wants Eddie to go to the Hunkett. And Eddie kind of has a, a, like, he envisions Larry King just berating Mm -hmm. Gwen, which isn't real, but... Every once in a while, he has these visions. I yeah. feel like Eddie's version of what happened on Larry King and Gwen's version of what happened on Larry King are the same version, but that's not what happened but on Larry of them King. Are real. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like both of the in both their brains, this is what happened. Yes, because <laughs> Gwen is a complete narcissist. narcissist. Yes, he she's w- also a flaming asshole. <laughs> He's like, Gwen's going to be at the junk at Hunkett. Don't, don't you want to see her? He's like, no, it's only been a year and a half. It's too soon. Which is also crazy. <laughs> How long does it take you to... What, what do you think is the proper mourning period for a, <clears throat> for a marriage? I mean, I am the only like, person at this table who is divorced. <laughs> but like... And so I they, will say, so well, I, for you. I saw my ex-husband plenty of times mm-hmm. in the first year mm-hmm. after we well, yeah. separated. But I did not, for me, it took me about a year to start dating. Yeah. Like, I needed time. I wasn't ready. Well, I feel like <laughs> being, but like. But I could year. be in his presence. But you could be in his presence, <laughs> which is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about. Dating because some people start dating I knew that it was immediately because he was dating her for months before I even found out and we split up. So yes. it's not like he was feel like I just had this weird block in my brain and I just couldn't. No, he yeah, wasn't no. ready. <laughs> You're ready to trust again. Your trust had been broken. It's horror. It was horrific. But I'm just saying, like you know, when someone dies, there's a mourning period, and some people yeah. grieve very, sh- and everybody's different. Same thing when your marriage is over. Everybody's different. But is there like? Kind of an acceptable period where you should be pretty much okay in public. I don't know why she question mark. Is this a question? Is that a thing? I feel like in public, people expect you to be fine after a certain amount of time, like a few weeks. Like they're like, we're tired of hearing about this. (laughs) Or like, but that's with any. Yeah. Any time when you're I, grieving, people are tired of hearing I feel about like, it. Yeah. I feel like the <laughs> public, we all know about David Lindheim. I feel like the public gives you max like three months. Yeah. And your family gives you max like, like okay. six months. And then they're like, you need to be fine now. You, you should have to, come to terms. Yeah. Which is not realistic. <laughs> but it go to therapy or something. To, stop talking about it socially. In circumstances. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that, that make up. Uh, it's really hard to say, well, this is what it should be. Because everybody's a little bit different, and every circumstance is a little bit different. If you're married for six months, married for sixty just, years, is a big difference. The reality is, like a, many, many people have children, and as soon as you break up, you still have to collaborate with this person on child rearing, and you just have to deal with it. I don't have that. He problem. just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I know, but that's today. why I was asking. Is there like? <laughs> Because, like, I feel like society kind of says that, you know, after about three months, you should be okay with, like, death. So, I'm... 
even though that's not true. But I was just wondering if there was one of those society things about divorce. Like, is there a special, a certain amount of time you're supposed to be okay in public? I think so. I think people have the expectation that it'll de- be okay. I guess it also depends on who you are. Like, you know, these people are celebrities. They're going to bump into each other more than likely. Yeah. You don't ever have to see your ex husband again, technically. You know, no, I haven't seen. You're not. You're not. You don't work in the same now. field. You don't yeah. roll in the same circles anymore, really. So, <laughs> but with these guys, they're bound to be at this Cannes Festival or something. Or I mean, they're Academy also Awards. actors, and I'm sorry to anybody who is an actor. Uh, they're all, most Uh-oh. of them have emotional problems. <laughs> they pretend to be other people for a living. But yeah. it was like like with so the some weirdness. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. They were always trying to put them together in situations and make them react to each other and all that kind of shit. And you know now yeah, they're doing it with Brad Pitt and Joy. Jo- Jolie. Jo- Jolie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people just want to be in people's business. What if, which that feels like for Brad Pitt? He's like, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have kids together, like forty-five kids yeah. or something. So. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. If you got kids, you gotta you gotta find a way to be able to see that person and yeah. talk to that person. Although many people do not. And there's a lot of weird people that are invested in people in actors' relationships. Like so many people want Brad and Jen to get back together. I was like, what do you Still, care? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people ship people. Yeah. They do, I guess. Um, so he's like, Eddie's like, my my spiritual guide or my wellness guide isn't gonna let me leave. So Lee bribes the guy with a new convertible. Who's Alan Alda, by the way, and he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he every time he yeah, said Arkin. Edward, Tony was like, this is so funny. <laughs> I can't think it was Edward Scissorhands. Oh, Edward, we're going to go. <laughs> what does that mean? We don't need a computer. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's very old. It's very old. <laughs> Life is a cookie. Mm-hmm. He just says the weirdest shit. I'm going to take that as a yes. So Lee takes Eddie with him. He's going to the hunket. And he, he's like, does Gwen know I'm coming? And Lee's like, oh, it was her idea. She cut back to her. She refuses to go if he's going to be there. And Crystal... He tried to kill her. <laughs> and Crystal, what's his name, Lee? Mm-hmm. He bribed the shaman or yeah, whatever he is. With a, with a brand new convertible. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. I don't know if you ever said that. To, to let him go, basically. Yeah. Because, I mean, the shaman is... Yeah, it's just all full of shit. <laughs> So uh, she's like, I'm not going. He tried to kill me. And Kiki tries to say that he temporarily lost his mind, but he's doing better now. He was just so in love with you that he reacted badly. And Gwen is like, whose side are you on? He tried to kill me. (laughs) Everyone's always sticking up for him. Hector comes in. He's down to go to the hunket. He's like, I'm going to the hunket. And Lee's like, you're not invited. <laughs> no, he says we're not going to be taking up any of your valuable time. He's like, bullshit. Uh, and he's like, I don't care. You're not invited. <laughs> it, we are together. Kind of where bullshit. she goes, I go. I am with Gwen now, okay? Where which she goes, Which I also, well, uh, I would think he, he being who he is, he would want him to go. You know what I mean? As Because like, later he finds that it, it adds tension. And, yeah, but I think it would have been harder in the beginning to try to get them together secretly Yeah. if right. Hector had been there. That's true. At least playing chess, not checkers. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, la la la, sorry. Gwen gets mad, storms off. No one cares what she thinks or wants. Kiki goes to talk to her. Gwen is tired of feeling guilty and being blamed for Eddie's sadness. And Kiki is like, well, maybe if you go to the hunket... And you smile, and you look like you guys aren't enemies. You can re-get some goodwill from the press and from the public. And maybe this will help you in your career. And she's like, all right, we're going. (laughs) 
So two limit, two limos heading toward Nevada. Eddie's alone in one. Gwen, Kiki, and Lee is riding in that one too, but in the front with the driver. Mm -hmm. They stop to figure out who should arrive first. Eddie doesn't care. Gwen changes her mind a few times and ends up going first. And Eddie is like, why is this even an issue? Just drive. <laughs> Let's just I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> you want to go first or second? I honestly, like, I don't. I don't want to be at a press honket. I don't want people taking pictures of me. Can I sneak in the back? <laughs> All right. It's not the idea of the honket. <laughs> That's why you're at the honket. Me as me. Me as Elaine, I want to go first. Because I know it will be over quicker. Because when the second person arrives, everybody stops looking at you to look at the second person. Uh -huh. So you're on the red carpet uh, less time. Me as Gwen, I want to go second. Because then I'm in front of the cameras longer. Uh -huh, yeah. So I think Gwen should have gone second. But she wanted to go first. Mm -hmm. She wanted to go second when he wanted to go second. And then she changed her mind and wanted to go first. She doesn't really care. She just wants whatever he has. So Gwen puts on a super happy face. Eddie watches her. But when he goes, he's more laid back. He shakes hands with more people. Answers some questions as he walks. And Kiki sees him as she gets bags out of the car. Would you think they have people for that? They would. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't be... It wouldn't be her. She wouldn't have walked in with Gwen, but she also wouldn't be getting stuff out of the car. And he would have people, too. They would both have, like, four or five people if they're that big of a deal to where they're making blockbuster movies. Yeah, but the hotel would have grabbed your luggage before you put it in your room. Well, that, too, yeah. And her assistant, her sister, wouldn't have been getting the luggage. Mm -hmm. She would be walking with her behind her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to answer questions like who the She'd fuck is that she makeup people know. and you know all kinds like of her shit. job is to be like hey this is Larry King and oh hey Larry she has no idea because she's oblivious to the world yeah <laughs> uh, this is funny so um, Hank Azaria was nominated in the 2001 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards for most annoying fake accent male oh the other not he he lost uh, to uh, Nicolas Cage in Captain Corelli's Mandolin okay I heard that um, but the other nom one of the other nominees in that was Freddie Prince Jr. in Summer Catch. He was doing a fake accent in that. I don't think I fake... ever saw that either. American accent? Yeah, because they're <laughs> they're like in Martha's Vineyard or some bullshit. Did like he, what? Did he try to do like accent? a little bit of a New Yorker? A... I don't know. Oh. Uh, most fake, uh, most annoying fake accent female was won by Jennifer Lopez for Angel Eyes. Mm -hmm. Don't. It's okay. Because she was doing a Chicago accent? I guess. I it's kind of funny. Chicago. She's from the Bronx. I never heard of that movie. She's from so. the <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of that. But uh, this is also the year that uh, uh, Freddie Got Fingered won for Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy. And uh, Tom Green won for Worst Actor. Mm. He beat out David Spade and Joe Dirt and Kevin Costner in 300 Miles to Graceland. Believe it or not, you've seen Joe Dirt. <laughs> and Mariah Carey won no. for Worst Actress in Glitter, beating out Jennifer Lopez, uh, nominated twice for Angel Eyes and The Wedding Planner, which I like. I that saw movie. The Wedding Planner. I've seen two movies so and far. Penelope <laughs> Cruz was also nominated twice like for Angel Blow Angel. and Captain Corelli's oh, Mandolin. I saw Blow. <laughs> I saw three worst on here. Uh, <laughs> worst on-screen couple, uh, Tom Green for Freddie Got Fingered with any person, animal, or foreign object in that film. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> really I've funny. never seen that. 
No. Neither have I. I never liked like, Tom I Green. I never thought Tom Green was funny. No. Like, he had that MTV show, and everybody was like, oh, he's so funny. I'm like, I'm waiting for him to be funny. He's yeah. not funny. The only time I liked Tom Green was in Charlie's Angels. Yeah. He was great in that. That was the only time I liked him that the, I remember, anyway. The Bum Bum song was funny. No, it wasn't. Bum Bum? My yeah. Bubba's in the cheese. My Bubba's oh, in the cheese. Yeah. If I'm lucky, he might get me a disease. And then he got to stick cancer. It was the chat. No, that wasn't That funny. was funny. But that was a joke that somehow people got turned into a number one hit, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Because it was an MTV thing. Worst yeah. on-screen hairstyle. Joke dirt. Can, can we get back to America's Sweetheart now? I guess. <laughs> All right. If you don't mind. Worst screenplay for a film grossing more than here? $100 million using Hollywood math. Pearl Harbor. Also a movie I like. It's long. Hollywood math is kind of funky. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that makes movies and he's like, none of that's real. (laughs) He's like, they just make up whatever fucking numbers they can. Worst sense of direction. Stop them before they direct again. Tom Green won that for Freddy Got Fingered. But also nominated was Rennie Harlan for Driven and Michael Bay for Pearl Harbor. All right, great. Put your phone down. Worst sequel. Crocodile Dundee in L.A. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Eddie goes to his suite and has a bit of a meltdown. He can't do this. He finds out Gwen has a cottage in the back of the hotel property Mm -hmm. because she has an entourage. And he's like, why don't I get a cottage? Because he's alone. He didn't bring anybody, which is weird. (laughs) Gotta get this shitty little suite. Like his wellness guide could have just come with him. I mean. (laughs) And I would have enjoyed that because I thought his character was hilarious. Um, but there's so, already 80 million characters in this movie, so... Lee's like, maybe we should just order some room service, have some food, have some drinks, and then you can go to bed so you can be fresh tomorrow. And he's like, no, I think I'm just going to take some herbs and numb out. <laughs> yeah, what is that? So, um... Just taking some parsley and oregano. Then we see him walking around the cottages so he can try to get a glimpse of Gwen. He is caught on surveillance video, being well, a bit of a peeping Tom. no. He falls into a cactus. He sees Kiki. Well, because he was being a peeping Tom. Yeah, a little bit. Thinks it's Gwen by the pool. He falls on a cactus, gets prickers in his groin area. And the security guards assume that he's hunched over, picking the prickers out of his groin, and moaning is masturbating. It doesn't even look like masturbating. it doesn't. How long is his wonder schlong? <laughs> it, his hand is coming to yeah, from his you don't. Maybe It's not like you... I'm, I'm sorry. I have... Not that I have a lot of experience with jerking <laughs> off a penis, but your hand does not leave contact with the penis. <laughs> or it does just fall off. Like, what is... Like, you don't just... <laughs> So, that's not how it works. She's throwing laurels to her adoring fans. <laughs> in case you're wondering. That's not how you jerk off a penis. <laughs> oh. You gotta maintain contact. Let me tell you how the male body works. Yes. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh, man. Oh. So, anyway, the security guards head it. out there. And Lee comes, and Danny comes, and Lee basically... But ironically, offers them gift what's his bags. name doesn't come? Who? Oh. Yeah, it's Jerkin' Off. Eddie. Eddie. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I did not. It did. It went right over my head. All right. Because he wasn't jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> he was pulling out the prickers. Whoa. Which is doesn't sound good. No. Um, but he, Lee offers them extra bags for the press. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't do this. Which is where you know he's lying. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the first thing is, there's these bags. These beautiful bags. You got girlfriends? I've seen them. They're nice. <laughs> and 
And then he sends Danny back to get the video from the cameras. Then he leaks the video to the press. Gwen calls Lee and is upset because he was right outside her cottage. Is he going to try to kill her again? And Lee's like, I don't think so. Not with that weapon. (laughs) Eddie calls Lee upset because now everybody's going to think he's a pervert. Dana doesn't understand why Lee would leak the tape if he loves Eddie. And he says, survival tip number three. You're not here to love anyone. You're here to promote a movie. Let's say your mother dies. <laughs> you go downstairs and you say, that's too bad. Mom would have loved this movie. <laughs> After Kiki goes to sleep, Gwen wakes her up. She needs to talk to Eddie tonight or she won't be able to sleep. Kiki is like, I don't want to get in the middle of this. And Gwen is like, but Kiki, Kiki. And basically annoys her into going. So is she the big sister or the little sister? She's the big sister, right? I have um, no idea. It's heavily implied that Gwen is the older sister. Yeah. Who's two years younger than Julia Roberts. Mm. I don't think that really matters. Um, on the walk down to the hotel, Kiki remembers the last time she went to see Eddie. It was after he found out about Hector and before she lost weight. She assured him that it would be okay and that he didn't do anything wrong. He's great. He thanked her for coming and he kissed her. Oops. Hmm. When she gets to his room tonight, immediately he apologizes for the last time they saw each other because he was drunk and he thinks he might have kissed her. And she was like, oh. is kind of sad about that because she liked that he kissed her. <laughs> she liked getting a leopard from Chipper. Mm-hmm. So uh, but no she sex claims not to remember. She asks how he's doing and he says things are looking up. Something happened tonight. He saw Gwen outside by the pool, dressed in white like an angel, and he realized that he was drawn to her because she's the one. He's supposed to get her back. That's why he's here. It's like the woman by the pool, and she's laughing because she knows it was her. Yes. Kiki takes him to meet up with Gwen, and he's excited. What does she want? I'm sorry. I don't buy for for a second that Eddie didn't know that that was Kiki. Yeah. Like, you know what your wife's silhouette looks like. Yeah. Well, I will say... He hasn't seen Kiki since she was 60 yes, pounds heavier. So but, he probably wouldn't assume that was Kiki. Would he, he have he would probably know known it wasn't, it Gwen. wasn't Gwen? Yes. yes. <laughs> he would know the way she walks and her stance. Yeah. Now, I would trust me. Yeah. I, I can. You could put up film and I could be blinking and I'd still know it wasn't Wayne or not. <laughs> John's got face back. Face back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other guys. It's an app that identifies people by the back of their head. I'm a peacock, goddammit. You got me flying. So Lee and Danny have a photographer on hand to document the nighttime secret meeting between Eddie and Gwen. And he's about to walk up the hill to Gwen. He sees a clip in his head again of Gigi, or Gwen, not Gigi, where did I get that? Uh, Gwen call, uh, wanting to apologize and him shooting her. Is that a gun in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Actually, it's a gun. And shoots <laughs> <laughs> she's clearly pissed that he is taking so long to walk up the hill to where she's at the car. When he gets in, she tells him that she's been worried about him. And then she asks him if he was fooling around with anybody while they were filming. Hmm. And he's like, what? <laughs> First of all, none of your business. Hmm. Second of all, no. Um she's like, this was a mistake. I just want us to be professional tomorrow with the press. To say the breakup was a difficult time for us, we're still close friends, and then she makes him walk back to his room. But she does have to help him get out of the car, so she reaches across him to help him open the door, and they get pictures. 
Well, I guess she was trying to say he cheated on me too, and maybe yeah. people wouldn't hate her as she much. She was trying to justify it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look, he cheated on me. I'm I'm not the bad person. <laughs> it was already over because he cheated on me. But he didn't. So she's a terrible person. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> then we see on the news the picture of her leaning over him, and people are calling it a passionate embrace. Could they be getting back together? Oh! They hold hands and smile to the press the next day as if they are close and maybe getting back together. And then it's time for the honkets to really start. (laughs) Each news outlet is given five minutes. As one of them says, it's plenty of time when they haven't seen the movie they're supposed to be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We see the long, boring string of the same questions over and over again. Kiki is knitting. Eddie's telling jokes. And Gwen is fake smiling and laughing. At lunch, Kiki gives Eddie a neck rub, and Gwen gets mad because she has a neck too. How come she's not getting a neck rub? And then that's a good point. That after yep, she, lunch, what? Why is that a good point? <laughs> I mean, technically, she's Gwen's assistant, and she should be taking care of Gwen's needs, not Eddie's. <laughs> it's her job. Yeah, but she wants also, although she also has that other lady who was giving her hand massage. That's true. Who's that? Where'd that <laughs> lady go? I don't know. But also, she's Gwen's sister, and you're supposed to take your sibling's side. <laughs> That's rules. But if Gwen was your sister, I'm just that saying. Would be hard. <laughs> I know. But but why? Well, but like, but if you look at it, first of all, she's Gwen's assistant. She's paid. Theoretically, to take care of Gwen, to assist Gwen. So if Gwen is stressed, that should be her priority, not other randos. Mm-hmm. And she's her sister, so you're supposed to prioritize your family over you're not your family <laughs> in general. Is that right? Gwen is awful. We so totally understand like, Kiki's me. perspective, <laughs> but oh yeah, it's okay to be to be in love with your sister's ex husband. It would be weird. John? <laughs> that would be weird. Let's just look at all of John's firm stances across podcast history. Is it okay in any way for Eddie and Kiki to have sex ever? Nope. He's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. I got to go if that's gross. Yep. <laughs> also, why would... I mean, you don't know with people, but why would she be attracted to him? She knows he's a psychopath, and the she saw reason, how he treated his sister. The also, only reason she wants him is because she hates her sister. No, I mean, and this well, will upset her. Yeah, and she wants. And if to upset he's her. the kind, and no matter how great a guy he is, he still was attracted to Gwen, who's awful. Yeah, that's true. Nobody explained that. Yet, well, he's he maybe he did, and maybe that's what he thinks now, or what he's recognized now. But he's still attracted and in love. With someone who treated you like dirt for years. Why is she yelling at me? I'm just saying. What you got here with this movie is a train wreck. I do think a little bit. There's no, there's no pairing at the end of this movie that works. If, if Seth Green and Alan Alda get together, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? like, there's, no, there's no fixing this mess at the end here. What about Hank Azaria and, and Hal's daughter? Well, I guess that works. But she's really the only one. Yeah. I was waiting for... Kiki and Christopher Walken to get together. (laughs) I'm just saying that I do think one has a point here because Kiki is her sister and her assistant. She should not be giving other people's necks rubs if I have a crick in my neck. Mm -hmm. Moving on. 
But she also seems like the kind of person that probably doesn't have a cricket. No. She just doesn't want him to have something she doesn't have. Correct. 100%. No pee. Also, I will never date you. All right. After lunch. Any of them. I don't think any of them want to date you. But you will date Ken. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wouldn't be weird. (laughs) At all. After lunch, we see Kiki do, or not Kiki, Gwen doing more talking in the afternoon about how they're so close or in constant contact. They talk multiple times a day. And eventually, Eddie tells one of the reporters that they're so close that they have, in fact, had some three ways. And she, he totally understands what she sees in Hector. Although, she, he wishes there was a little more going on downstairs. He said he's not packing. (laughs) He's such a big guy. He's certainly not packing. Um, Which was later confirmed. Gwen is mad. And she's like, I don't think Hector is going to like that. And Eddie's like, I don't care what Eddie likes. He's like, I don't give a shit what he thinks. (laughs) So at the end of the day, Lee tells Eddie that he needs one more favor. He needs him to have dinner with Gwen. And he's like, no. Which, Eddie as a character threw me because he supposedly wants to get back together with her. But he's like, no, I don't want to have dinner with her. It seems like he'd be like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> the only thing I could see is maybe if you were on a press junket all day with somebody, maybe you don't want to have dinner with And but he probably does he need to decompress. So but he much. does, yeah. He, he's he's hot and cold yeah. with her. And if he really wants her back, then he... Yeah. Oh, he doesn't really want her back. He no, just he just yeah, thinks yeah. he wants her back, yeah. So mm-hmm. on the elevator, though, Lee is like, look, dude, we don't have a movie. There's no movie. <laughs> So I need you and Gwen to distract the press because when you two are together, they forget there's that no there's even supposed to be a movie. <laughs> and uh, he's like, look, it was Gwen's idea. She wants to have dinner with you. And so Eddie says he's going to go. Gwen's in the bath getting a shoulder rub from Kiki and lamenting that she has to go to dinner. She has had enough of him to last a lifetime and wants Kiki to go and tell him that Gwen isn't feeling well. She's like, I don't want to lie to him for you. She's like, you lie for me all the time. She's like, I don't lie to him for you. I never got in between the two of you. And uh, she's like, all right, fine. Then he can just sit in the restaurant and wait and be sad and lonely and it'd be all your fault. This is what she says. My quote in the yearbook was, we need to talk. Yeah. Yeah. You always want me to deliver bad news. Everybody hated me because of you. (laughs) So Kiki does go, though, and sits with Eddie, and they reminisce about the good times. Lee and Danny and many reporters are in the restaurant, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't have these two having a nice dinner in front of everybody. This is counter to the plan. We got to get Gwen down here. So Lee calls her and knows exactly what to say to get her Hey, you're not feeling well? Oh, don't worry about it. Your sister's here, and they're having a great time. She looks great, by the way. <laughs> like spinning license plate like, to flame Five on. minutes. She'll be here. <laughs> have to put out some hello young lovers fires but it's fine <laughs> hey, you feel better eddie compliments kiki's necklace and we learned that he gave it to gwen who gave it to kiki and they both knew that <laughs> gwen arrives she sends kiki away and eddie's like she doesn't have to leave she's like i need some mouthwash and she's he's like there's people that can get that for you that aren't her and she can stay and hang yeah. out I feel like Kiki, though, is the people that gets her in In this movie, yes. On Dopey. But he's like, people at the hotel can do shit like that. Yeah, that's true. Kiki does not have to work for you the whole weekend. They're providing everything. (laughs) So, uh, Hector arrives. 
because he has been watching the news and he knows about this are they getting back together storyline that's happening. So, uh... So Lee <laughs> walks into Lee. He's like, Hector, I can't cover for them anymore. Yeah, they're over there having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right over there. And then he leaves him. Hector stopped to hit another girl. Yeah. And Lee's like, Hector! <laughs> <laughs> and he distracts Hector just long enough for Danny to make sure there's a photographer on hand ready to photograph Which is everything. funny, because he's like, go get a camera, anything now. 20 years later, the entire room would be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I had, a, I had a cell phone in 2001, but it was one of those ones where you had to, like, text by yeah. hitting eight three times yeah, to get the right letter. You're playing snake on and it. And you could take pictures, but they were really real bad. bad. Six, <laughs> Eight-bit photos. That's amazing. 12 how, pixels. How that, that back then it was like, go get a camera. Yeah. Now... No. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, who had the best shot of it? So, Eddie tries to just leave. He's like, look, dude, I don't want any beef. It's all good. You can sit down and have dinner with Gwen. And Hector is like, no. No, no, look, boy. <laughs> and he just eggs him on and eggs him on and eggs him on. Like a piece of cheat. And after he throws a drink in Eddie's face, he's still trying to walk away, but then he just breaks and he attacks Hector. Tackles he, him over a table. He takes, like, a, 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 a roll or something yeah. and stuffs it in his mouth. And he's like, are you hungry? Eat this! <laughs> and he looks at somebody else, and it's like a reporter. What was it? He realizes people are watching. watching. There was one other movie. Was it? Oh, it was Music and Lyrics, where Hugh Grant's face ended up in the butter. <laughs> because he tried to defend her and they got in the fight. Yeah. And this one too, like it just cracked me up because he put Hector's face on the plate and I'm like, oh, is he in the butter? <laughs> <laughs> he puts a wallop in on uh, old Hank there. Wherever in a fight in a restaurant, honey, I need you to put somebody's face in the butter. <laughs> you also need to remember that. <laughs> so. Oh no, if it happens, I'll just yell out, go for the butter! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll put Give him the butter face. face. I mean, we're never going to be in a fight in a restaurant. I, I mean, never say never. Yeah. We're a little too old to be in a fight in a restaurant, but... Is it really you want to fight? Do we have to? <laughs> All right, get the butter. I'll be sore. We're going to need some butter for the table. Maybe I don't know. We're it was like a fight. year ago when John yeah. almost yeah. got in the fight in the parking lot. Oh, God, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> John was having one of those days where he's like, all right, bring it on. He's like, all right, fuck it. Come on. That good. guy was not prepared for that. No. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, Rarely. he's going to fight. Like, I don't want to, but. Yeah, that guy, he, yeah, they were all. He was just talking. Like, talking let's talking. get into a fight. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Come on. And he was like, uh-oh. That's <laughs> not the response he was hoping for. He was, yeah, I don't think that guy's ever been in a fight. <laughs> That's why I was like, all right, cool, fuck it. Yeah. Mm. I'm really All happy right. I didn't have to fight that guy. I really didn't want to. So like, this is not going to end well. You play it in your mind like, there's no way I'm not going to be in trouble for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably cameras. Uh -huh. like, this if his girlfriend suck. doesn't record yeah. it or something. Like, this is going to suck, but fuck it. Uh, well, because so. he took my partner's spot, and I hit him with a quote from Point Break. Politeness counts, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew after I said it. I was like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> And then you keep walking and then they start, I'm like, ah, look what you did, dumbass. <laughs> Before we fight, have you seen Point Break? <laughs> no, they look then like, you need to get beat up. They look like they're in like their 20s. I don't think they No, I know. 
They'd be like, the one from a, a, last year? Yes, that was good. <laughs> like, oh, you now you're definitely getting <laughs> Then I curb stomped him. Why'd you do that? He's never seen Point Break. <laughs> oh. You're good. Thanks, yeah, officer. That See makes you. Sense. <laughs> That's like saying my favorite Conan was with Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> Something he deserved to get beat up for. Yeah. All right. So once Eddie realizes that all the reporters are there and he comes to himself, he goes to walk away and Hector's like, hey. And calls him back and then clocks him in the face with a serving tray. <laughs> he yeah. said, hey, pussy boy, and hits him. And Eddie style. goes down. <laughs> well, he got hit right in the face. With and then it looks like <laughs> He's not a, a, fighter, a mass he's... exodus from the restaurant as all the reporters have to go report on what they just saw. Yeah. Because they can't uh, be like, yeah, he's still out. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> yeah, hold because on. Because they can't you. immediately <laughs> upload yeah. that to their YouTube channel. <laughs> so, uh... Gwen is coming back with the mouthwash as... Or not Gwen. Kiki, Kiki is coming back with the mouthwash as Gwen and Hector are storming from the restaurant and Gwen is pissed at Hector. I can't believe you did that. And uh, she just sends Kiki in to deal with what happened. So she Kiki gets Eddie back to his room, puts ice on his face, they talk about what happened. Eddie laments that he's somehow in love with someone he doesn't even like and then he just keeps doing stupid things like not walking away. And then he kisses Kiki. Oops. And they <laughs> Dave arrives at the hotel just in time to see the fight and is thrilled with the job Lee has done so far. Hit him! This Hit is him. a lot of stuff he's managed to make happen in like 24 hours. <laughs> Lee is amazing. He's the master. People are going to watch this movie after this hunk. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't see how any of this would make me want to watch a movie. <laughs> like, oh my God, Brad Pitt. Yeah, but you don't care about celebrities. And, yeah, that's true. Like, Brad Pitt and Shelley may be getting back together. Oh, let's go watch the movie they were in together. What the fuck's that got to up, You know, I'm sure, I don't know the timing on it, but I'm sure if it worked out right, people would go see Mr. and Mrs. Smith because of the... Brand, yeah. Brand yeah. Angelina. It thing. was a few years later because Tony was like, "Is this like some weird Mr. and Mrs. Smith fan fiction?" Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is where Brad and Angelina fell in love, but that didn't come out until after that movie that they were that he was leaving Jen, and then after that it came out that he was with Angelina, and it was like I thought they were saying that Ange- uh, Aniston. God, I hate that I know this, but that they were saying Jennifer Aniston was coming to the set and saw. Stuff, Maybe, supposedly. but it didn't like it didn't come out until after the movie had released. Like, oh, okay. It wasn't. If it had come out before, though, it would probably I'm sure. it would probably get get some people to go see it. Some yeah, people, so some people live like, and die by this shit, man. I don't really like Angelina Jolie, life. but that movie is pretty good. I've still never Mr. seen Mr. It. Mrs. Smith. You will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've been saying that for years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I drove you on Dragnet for a year before I let you watch. I didn't that. care about Dragnet. <laughs> but then you got to hear Tom Hanks rap, so it was worth it. <laughs> um. And he had bald as big as switch belt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sylvia Wiss! That's a great movie. Hey, friends, go back and listen to our episode on Dragnet. That was... Shit, that was a year ago? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more than a year. I don't know. I believe I've already gotten to it, and I'm in, like, April or something. Mm. I also think that back in 2001... I, used, I worked at Rite Aid, I think, at that time. So there were all the tabloids right by the front. Yeah. And people weren't watching YouTube the way they do now. And there weren't as many famous people. Mm-hmm. So people just generally knew what was going there was on. Definitely a, more. There was definitely a rising of with the Kardashians and all that kind of TMZ shit and all that stuff. It was such a big deal. And then after a while, people, yeah. people, people don't really care anymore. What you find out about celebrities is, wow, 
they're first of all, they're just regular people. Yeah. For the most part, half of them are fucking stupid. <laughs> or crazy. Yeah. Or both. Like Ezra Miller. Like, <laughs> like he abducted someone. I did see yeah. that one meme though. That was like. I think we can just we can stop arguing over who the best Batman is because we all saw Michael Keaton be Batman for five seconds and forgot that Ezra Miz- Miller kidnapped people. It's <laughs> 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 like oh, there you go. There you go. Like, was it? You was like you uh, you want to go see that, but he kidnapped someone. I was like yes, but Michael Keaton's in but it. But Michael Keaton Batman. is Batman in it. <laughs> it may be five seconds in the movie, yeah. but I will go watch yeah. it just to see Michael Keaton on the screen again. Dragnet we did in September of twenty twenty one. Wow. Seems a lot longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, speaking so. of, we need to go see that Flash movie. I don't of give course. A, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they know. Right. They know what they're doing. Yeah, that's why they put Michael Keaton yeah. in the trailer. Because based on that first, no one else is going to see that it. first trailer, I was like, I mean, yeah, I'll watch this. But that second trailer, when you see him doing shit, I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh oh, <laughs> like, uh oh, yeah, that's gonna be a thing. And the worst part is they're going to try to spin this. Is Look, everybody wants to see Ezra Miller. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit about Ezra America's Miller. America's forgiven him. No, we've not. No. no one gives a fuck about that guy. No. We all want to see Michael Keaton. Hey, I, dev- I never liked him. I mean, I don't care about, you know, I mean, I guess I care about him kidnapping people and stuff. That doesn't pertain to me. I never liked him. I thought he was As the weakest actor, part of all the fucking movies. Yeah, I don't... I, I watched... Um, Justice League, yeah. and he's in it. And you're like, whatever. Yeah. He's not really important in it. Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, that's Momoa, and that's Bad Affleck, and Gal Gadot is a terrible actress, but that's cool. And even Cyborg's cool in it. But then you're like, and this fucking kid. I thought he was fine. I enjoyed him really? as the Flash. I was not. I did not, not enjoy the Flash TV show. Well, I loved it. I liked the Green, first couple seasons. I liked Legends of Tomorrow. And the I like Green Arrow. It was perfectly the fine. First couple, the first couple seasons. seasons of all. But yeah. yes, but like those were fine shows. The Belanti verse. But I but that character of the Flash was fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't like that actor. I didn't like. I like when John was watching it. Like if it was Green Arrow, I'm sitting there. If it was Legends of Tomorrow, I'm sitting there. If it was the Flash, I'm gonna go watch makeup videos in the other room. Mm-hmm. I don't like that Flash. So I didn't like Rory. So I didn't have a problem with Ezra Miller. Like, I like. I thought he was a... I don't mind him as an actor. Right. I thought he was fine. Turns out he's a dirtbag. Yeah. He's less than scum, but, I mean, I didn't... I liked that Flash. I liked I'm, it better than the Berlanti Flash, so I was kind of into it, and now he turns out to be a beats up shit. My problem with all of this... Pussy boy. My problem with all the CW shows mm-hmm. is... It's like, hey, this is the Flash, and this is Green Arrow, and that's cool. And they have like a sidekick eventually, that's cool. And they have a love interest, that's cool. And then the love interest brother shows up, and then their dad comes back, and then their friend's dog yeah. shows up, and then an elephant from a escape. So it's like, Jesus Christ, can we have like two characters on the show? Because every every season four is like, there's this Flash team, this is the Flash team, and this is Green Arrow's team, and it's just like, good lord. This is and Earth then Legends, six, and this fall, is Earth ninety nine, and this is Evil Tomorrow. What's it called? Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I loved at first, but by the end, you're like. I don't even know who the fuck any of these people are. Like, the characters have changed, like, 17 times. When they times. go to hell? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, why is Sarah in charge? She's, no. I know she's like... Because she's of, the one left. <laughs> I know she's like, oh, I'm the, you know, from the League of Assassins. Cool. Yeah. That like guy when, could shrink it to the size of an atom. It's like when Kara's in never charge of Walking Dead. It's <laughs> yeah. like, the only reason you're in charge is because you're the first, you're the only character left from the first season. Like, they had Constantine come on a couple... Yeah, know, so. And he was never there enough. No. <laughs> it's like, more Constantine. Yeah. Sorry, Carly, Apparently not, because they canceled his show. I know. You're cool. Are you ready, though? 
Yes. Because I can put my Sudoku down. <laughs> <laughs> are you really playing Sudoku during your own podcast? Yes, because you guys are talking about shit I don't care about. <laughs> but the best scene of all the blank <laughs> was when they were, it was the last season, and Constantine comes to recruit Lucifer. Yeah. In Earth 666. That show's terrible. Lucifer? Yes, it's You're terrible. wrong. You hate Lucifer? I don't like it. Why? I didn't like the last season. It's well, no, I, I didn't, didn't like the last. I didn't finish the last season. I didn't find I, it entertaining at all. Really? I Not thought that it's all. crime procedurals with a religious bent. That's like. Elaine. I not for me. Okay. Yeah. When they, they, it was too <laughs> campy. Okay. They, I can see so. I can see. Lucifer becomes campy. a therapist in hell. If it was more that, serious, what? that's how they ended. I think I would have enjoyed it. Was, it more, was a but little it was too campy. It was a bit campy. Too doku down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit campy, but I, I enjoyed it for a while. But sometimes I, I like campiness, and sometimes right. I'm like, I'm not into that at all. All right. All right. So. Kiki wakes up with Eddie. Then the X-Men. Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to go watch I'm nail polish videos in the other room. <laughs> like, where's Carl? She's watching you, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to set up her seasonal rack. <laughs> Kiki wakes up with Eddie, and they're both pretty happy this morning. He's going to order breakfast, and she's going to brush her teeth with his toothbrush while they wait. Is that gross? No. She is not okay with them having morning bread. When they sit to eat, Kiki is grateful because he's doing little things for her, like buttering her toast and and making she's her like, tea. She's like, she's no one like, ever helps me. Nobody does shit Would like that this gross you out if I used your toothbrush? No. Yes. I mean... Would it gross you out if someone you had sex with that you... I mean, like, you know them, but maybe this is, like, the first time you had sex, and then they use your toothbrush, would that gross you out? No. And the impression I get is it's probably a brand new it toothbrush me out that's been a, open for like a little bit. I don't twenty four hours. I I just met this girl and I had sex with her and she brushed her teeth with my toothbrush. It's a lot for one day. <laughs> but, but you were all up in her. Well, I, you had I, you, you had you sex from, with her. I know, but like you swapped bodily fluids. I know. It would just be <laughs> a mental. It'd be a mental thing I'd have to get over. Well, I've never like bitch. What you doing? You're damn right. You have. If you're willing to kiss someone, I don't think you should have a problem with them using your toothbrush. It wouldn't bother me. I have accidentally used John's toothbrush. Like, I'll Me pick too. it up, I'll pick up a toothbrush, I'll put toothpaste <laughs> on it, and I'll go, and I'll brush, I'll be like, this is not my toothbrush, and then I'll have to rinse it off and put it back and then rebrush with mine. I don't continue to brush. I would have kept brushing. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'm like, We're, it's on now. Yeah. I have an electric toothbrush, and Tony doesn't, so that's not going to happen at my house. I mean, <laughs> I'm very sleepy in the morning. Sometimes I occasionally <laughs> grab John's toothbrush. We also have always had separate toothpaste. You want to know really weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I have one side of the medicine cabinet, he has the other, and it has yeah. like the sliding mirrors. I don't yeah, even know what he'll use it. That's the weirdest part of our toothbrush situation. John has a toothbrush, I have a toothbrush, and Cross has two toothbrushes, and he hasn't lived in this house for over a year. <laughs> Because he had his original toothbrush, and then when he came home to visit, I gave him a to- a new toothbrush, and they're both still in the bathroom. And, and he's 7,000 miles away. And I don't know, for some reason, they're just there. You probably at least throw away the old ones. <laughs> well, they're both old well, now. That's true. Usually when I get rid of a toothbrush, it becomes my clean the grout toothbrush uh. for a while. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Remove paint from Warhammer Miniatures. I got you. Okay. Get the crud from around the faucet. I did notice your bathroom sink is very clean today. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's usually really dirty. I was just like, look how shiny it is. 
We had company. <laughs> it's why we could only record one episode today. Even though this is taking 300 years. Yeah, right, come on, man. Come on. All right. So Focus, man. We won't have time for Demio if we don't hurry it up. Yeah, get your at, shit and get out. We gotta at go. At the cottage, Gwen notices that Kiki isn't there because she wants some juice and no one answers. Eddie gets a call from Gwen. She wants to talk to him right away. And she's like, I'll come to your suit or your suite. Because he's like, now's not a good time. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to come see you. And he's like, no, no, don't do that. I'll come to you. Excuse me. You should have told so, her, hey, go fuck yourself and hung up. Kiki's like, why didn't you just tell her you couldn't do it right now? And he's like, well, I tried. And then she said she was going to come here. And I thought it would be better if that didn't happen. <laughs> he said, well, that's not going to be good. <laughs> like, well, not at all. So he's like, I got to go see her, and then I'm going to go. And she's like, are you going to tell her about what happened? And he was like, it sounds like she just wants to talk, so I'm just going to listen to what she says. And then after we do the interviews this morning, you and I can have lunch. But by the time he says that, she's left because she's like, F this, I'm mobile. (laughs) She wants him to immediately tell Gwen that he is now with Kiki. Which is dumb. Yeah, that's going to end badly for everybody. But I but, guess Gwen has had like a secret crush on him for Kiki, a decade. Yeah. Kiki, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So why do I keep mixing them up? <laughs> but it's, it's, and there was a flashback. When Kiki went up to the hotel with him the night before, there was a flashback to when him and Gwen broke up and he was drunk and made a pass at Kiki. Like yes. Kiki had that flashback yeah. remembering that. Kiki, but she loves him. And, and hates she her hates her sister, and she wants what, him she to choose her over down. Gwen. Yes, this right now. The, right now. <laughs> and he's still in this very weird limbo where they're still married. Like, yeah. they haven't even, she hasn't even given him the divorce papers. This Which, is one of the The whole lines. time, I was like, why doesn't her lawyer just give his lawyer yeah, the divorce that's, that's papers? Because that's what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no tension there. Just like, they don't have to convince these actors to go to these things, because in the contract, you're... Contractually you have to. Obligated yeah. to do like, it. If you don't do it, it's a breach of contract. They get their millions back. And here, they win. Here's also the thing. You don't give your spouse the divorce papers. Like, uh, the, there was that big thing well, with, with what's-her-name and what's-his-name. We, we didn't have yeah, Where Olivia Wilde got served the papers right in the middle of the press like a, yeah. of the junket. And everybody was like, oh, I can't believe he did that. He didn't fucking He's do like, that. He's like, that motherfucker had no idea, okay? That was he, had nothing, yeah. he had nothing to do with that. They were probably trying to serve her for weeks, and they couldn't fucking so get to her. Fuck it. And so she was in public, and they fucking did it. Like, so the yeah. process server was like, all right, motherfucker, you've been aboard me? I'm going to get your ass. Yeah. Like, he had no, you, nothing to do with that. I have a question. Is this that. you? Good. Thanks. You've been served. <laughs> See ya. But like He's, that's what happens. It's not. Yeah. It's not but, this. But she, be, Olivia Wilde, wants to play the victim like, there. If you because she cheated on what's his nuts with Harry Styles. I know. And they made a shitty movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I heard it was really bad. Yeah. Did you see it? No, but I've heard a lot about it. I haven't heard. I, I haven't actually heard anybody kind say of want about to it. see it. It's on HBO. Because Help yourself. I think it's. I kind of want to see how close it is to like um, the Stepford Wives. Yeah. So maybe I'll see. It. I have never seen the original, but I have seen the Nicole Kidman version, and it is bonkers. With Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, with Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All but right. It's on my list, Stepford Wives, to watch, maybe. I probably will never. Well, you can go ahead and watch, uh, what is it, Hello, Darling, or Goodbye, yeah. Darling, whatever the fucking Darling movie it is. I'm going to watch Iron Man 2. <laughs> Because that movie's amazing. (laughs) Eddie runs out of the suite, and he tries to call to Kiki, but he doesn't see her. 
And then when he gets to the cottage, he asks Gwen if Kiki's there. And Gwen's like, I don't know where that girl is. And she collars to her and Kiki comes out. She's changed her clothes. She's dressed for the day. And she's like, I just had to go out and do some stuff this morning. Nothing, nothing important. important. <gasps> um, and Gwen's she was like, doing nothing make, important. So my name is nothing important now. Can you son? make me some eggs? Can you make us some eggs? Mm. And Eddie's like, no, I'm good. She doesn't need to make eggs. You can just order room service. Like, they're going to pay yeah. for it. So just I, ordered room service. And she's like, no, I want Kiki's eggs. And, and she's like, like no, make, I don't need Kiki making me eggs. And, and, but which Gwen's she like, wasn't, make us both eggs, Kiki. Which if she wasn't a complete bitch, I might buy that. She really likes Kiki's eggs, but she's being a bitch. Because yeah. like, some people like... You, you know, weren't like here when people's. I woke up. And it feels like she's demeaning her. Yeah. It is kind of her job, yeah. but still. She definitely enjoys it. There has to be time off. Like, celebrity assistants still... Have no. times when they don't have to. So be you hear these horror stories. Maybe not at the Hunket. <laughs> I don't know. So I was. You read some celebrities are horror stories. So I, but I think it. most of them understand that you're my assistant from nine to five or whatever. You know. So I watched a video and evidently, not everybody, because it was like it was the top ten, you know, worst ones. And some of these celebrities are fucking terrible. I want to say it was Jennifer like, Lopez. Like you they, weren't allowed to have a day off. Like you they, live with yeah. them and you are their servant. Like, basically, you're their fucking slave. Well, then don't do that job. Well, you're not <laughs> basically their slave. They're paying you money. I'm oh, sorry. But you get your service. Param- you can't ever do anything But with the it. parameters <laughs> of the jobs is it's a 24-7 and job. All Much up. like when you join the military. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give you this money, and this is what you're agreeing to. It's, but I, I wouldn't take that, that job then. Like but it was the worst job ever. Like, no. well, why would anybody want to do that? Because they want to be connected to yeah. a celebrity. Because they're... And it might be fun for a couple of days, but and they, it's going to be like, no, nah, fuck this. And you get to meet all kinds of people, yeah. and you get to network, and yeah. a lot of times it's a stepping stone to your own career, yeah. to a dude, bigger a career in the, with the studio, the or we're getting a script written. Batman or was uh, Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, you know what I mean? Like, you never know with this kind of shit, you just get around it. Like, yeah, because they want to be connected it, to these celebrities. However, then they get involved with the wrong celebrity, and they find out... Holy shit, this is the worst job on the planet, and no amount of money is worth this like, kind of commitment you know to a crazy I hear, person. I want to hear Ezra Miller's assistant story. Oh, shit. But if you want somebody there all the time, just have like three assistants. <laughs> I, I think some people do, but I think, uh, I think what happens... Kim happened, Kardashian has like an army. I'm just saying. I think what happens... You can have somebody on hand all the time, but they need to be able to take shifts and days off. <laughs> but I don't think they have a union, Carly. I feel like the, that's not... I feel like they have contracts and it's in their contract. Yeah. This is what you're getting and this is what you're providing. But I feel what happens is when you get these crazy assistant stories is the celebrity really lo- starts to like someone and really trust them and wants them around more and more and more. And then it spirals the until they're just completely dependent on this person. Yeah. Like Kiki and her eggs. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of. All right. So she says, no, I'll make eggs. I'm happy to do it. And then she listens to the conversation while she cooks. Gwen talks about how she thinks that Eddie seems to be doing better, and she's, she was so conflicted when Hector showed up last night. She asks if he's seeing anyone, and he doesn't want to answer, because he knows Gwen, or Kiki is listening. Not technically. So he's like, not technically, no. And, <laughs> and Gwen's like, or Kiki's like, what? And she's like, he said, he said not, not technically, technically, no. And, uh, and <laughs> Kiki's like, oh, okay, motherfucker. So she brings so she spit his eggs. the yeah. eggs, <laughs> and she dumps them down his front. 
So she, she walks over with two pans. Here's your egg, sister. Hope they're running up for you. Just fucking drop some on the coffee table. And you, you, you son of a bitch. Here's your eggs. <laughs> and and Gwen is like, what is your problem? And she was like, you know what? So many things. <laughs> but right now I'm going to go for a long walk. But before I go, I'm going to cut through some bullshit. The only reason... Eddie isn't seeing anyone is because he's still technically hung up on Gwen. And the only reason Gwen even showed up to the Hunkett is to try to salvage her career and to serve him with divorce papers. And then she leaves. Is that true? <laughs> and uh, she's like, yes, yes, but now I'm conflicted. I mean, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe we have something here. Maybe we should get back together. And he says, you're the devil. You're the devil. <laughs> and he goes running after Kiki. So he has that moment he's like, gone and Kiki's like I don't want to talk to you last night was great but we will never work because you're still hung up on her and you're always going to be thinking about her and I'm always going to be wondering if you're thinking about her and he's she's like you're an idiot and I just want you to know one thing the woman by the pool was me and then she leaves and goes to have the biggest breakfast See, of her life this should have <laughs> been the end of this relationship though because because she this she is perfectly logical you, I, it's never gonna work. Yeah. Because I will never believe that you are not comparing us in our in your mind. And again, never. like I said, there's no relationships at the end of this movie that should be connected. And there's no way that you're ever not gonna go. That's not how you should do it. No. Ooh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Thanks. Who was that that said that? It was from a, it's a friends from the one where Monica dates Richard's son because you can oh, actually say that's not how your father does it. Who said that? Was it Chandler yeah. or Phoebe? Phoebe, I think. Probably Phoebe. I don't we'll know. go with Phoebes because it was both funny and, and then it's just ew. <laughs> and then she kissed him, and it was just like his dad. And she, and goes, and she I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. Oh God. So. Lee finds Kiki eating the giant breakfast, and Dude. he's like, what happened? And she's like, bad morning, preceded by 33 bad years. She's like, you hear this, her falling off the wagon? This looks like falling off the wagon. At least you have 30, 40 pounds of food to fall on. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like this scene because he's very mean. No, he's not. He's being kind, but the jokes he's making yeah. are but that's very mean. My least favorite thing about this movie very is mean. all the... she. Nobody noticed her when she was fat, then she lost weight, and she can't eat bread, and she wants the bread, and now she's eating the breakfast, and all we can talk about is how much she's eating, and (laughs) she was more fun when she was fat, all the, like, all the the weight stuff. Well, that was... We didn't need her to have lost weight at all. She could have just always looked like that. (laughs) Someone thought it was funny. I think it, it's a visual thing that she's making changes in her life. That maybe when Eddie and Gwen fell apart, she took a look at her life, too, and mm. decided to make some changes. Well, during this conversation, but, she gets sick, which makes sense. Because if you haven't had yeah. like, sugar yeah. and bread but and stuff, But I just think he keeps making gorge, these funny little jokes back. here, but they're all, like, he's being kind to her, but he's, he's trying also to cut the tension. making these jokes, and they're just mean. He's My trying to cut the tension. Which is Billy Crystal's humor. Yeah. 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 He's just he trying, always that's all he's that. doing. I know. It's, he, just, it's not mild, malicious. He always makes like these cutting jokes, and uh, most of the time the characters just ignore them and act. It's kind of like a Deadpool thing, yeah. where they're making these jokes, and you're like, "Why isn't the other character reacting to this?" But it just because it, it wouldn't be funny if you. But don't. I just feel like going. there's keep that going, keep going. it lacks charm in this particular scene. It's very, it's hard to watch. 
But uh, he does tell her that he's done all of Eddie and Gwen's movies and he's never seen Eddie look at Gwen the way he's been looking at Kiki. See? And if she loves him, she should go for it. She does go, but it's because she's sick. Well, she did eat a bunch <laughs> of food. I'm like, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Because I've been on one of those weird diets before and then you start eating real food and your body kicks it back. Yeah, it's like, what is this? <laughs> like, Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> what happened? Beef broth. <laughs> So, later on, everybody goes outside for drinks and hors d'oeuvres before the movie screening. Hector tells some people about roles he would like to play. Gwen wants to, this whole thing to be over. People are getting drunk and starting to touch her. I like to be a... Lee advises like a Dave to get shit-faced because they <laughs> still don't have a movie. Can, can <laughs> Eddie isn't there because he's gone up on the roof. And some people see him and think he's going to jump. Which, in fairness, he's standing on the roof yeah. with his arms outstretched. And there apparently is no gate or anything. No. <laughs> jump, pussy boy, jump. Going to be a flat pussy boy. Yeah, Hector and Dave both hope he will jump. Because it would help the movie, according to How Dave. How is that going to help And the movie? Hector just hates Eddie for no it's real reason. <laughs> I guess that does work, though. If you die, has... yeah, like for musicians and actors, if you die, whatever your last thing is, is usually huge. <laughs> yeah. Except when he's like, I've been such a fan for so many years. Like, bitch, no, you weren't. Yeah. I've loved Heath Ledger. It's like, really? What else was he in? Ten things I hate about you. That movie was amazing. Yes. <laughs> I can think of, do that he was in that, Brokeback Mountain, and that's all I got. On, oh, my, uh, Monsters Probably Ball. too good. And uh, A Knight's Tale. Knight's oh, Tale. Yes. Which we have done on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm out of Heath Ledger movies. Ah, uh, Shannon Sossaman. Huge piece of trash. <laughs> so anyway, she don't like Lee rushes terrible. up to the roof and opens the door right into Eddie and almost knocks him off. Eddie, uh, he's, they, they, he pulls him back up with the fire hose. Gwen wonders, why is Eddie doing this to her? <laughs> and... Uh, and then Eddie's like, look, dude, I wasn't going to jump. I was just up here thinking and getting some perspective. Yeah. And, and Lee's like, just do that in your room. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. Ten Things I Hate About You had a budget of $30 million. In the United States, it grossed $38 million. Uh-huh. Worldwide, it only grossed $53 million. Uh-huh. I think you could make a case. What's the Metascore on it? Uh, the Metacritic is 70 uh-huh. with a 7.3. Let me check in, Rotten I Tomatoes. The, I don't know what the break-even point of that movie was. I don't, I don't know how think much it's 38 million. Well, then I'm going to do it. Look, well, we're talking about it right now. It's going to happen. Just when you go by the half, logic is the, the studio only gets half. So only half of that, yeah. Did that one. <laughs> I mean, let's see another uh, reimaging of William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> All right, so... He's like, Lee, I lost I her. And Lee's like, look, she was terrible. I'm glad you lost her. He thinks he's talking about Gwen. And he's like, no, I don't care about Gwen. I'm talking about Kiki. And Lee's like, no, you haven't lost her. you got to go get her. <laughs> 71 thermometer, 69 audience. Nice. <laughs> but so, I think he qualifies for money. Yeah. Hal has arrived. It, it, the rule of half, it didn't make his money. With the movie. Everyone is thrilled. They're saved. They all go inside to watch. Very quickly, it is revealed that Hal did not make the movie everybody thought he was going to make. The script was shit, so he threw it out. And he made the movie behind the movie. He filmed the actors when they didn't know he was filming them. He left the camera rolling after a cut. So... He put my, hidden cameras around. My question is, I wonder what the contract said. If the contract said, you know, you could be recorded anytime and it can be used for the movie, I think he's good to go. He's not getting well, sued. But if he if can do that, this movie's never coming if out. If he's such a weirdo, it. he may have some kind of weird-ass contracts, too. And if they're not paying attention, they sign up to do a movie, yeah. and you don't actually read it. But do you think the lawyers would have yeah. read that? 
But if you say we're going to do a behind the scenes kind of thing for it, and we're going to record behind the scenes at any time, it can be recorded and, and used. And they would do that for anybody who's There's back there. Of, they'd have to sign mm -hmm. it as well because your yeah, assistant Yeah, because Kiki's in this movie. What? And Dave's in this movie. But if they're doing behind the scenes stuff, they have to get releases from everybody there. Yeah. And yeah. well, here's the thing: so like, that would make that, sense. If they did that. There's one of those genius. assistant stories in Hollywood is that Keanu Reeves is one of his assistants forged his signature on a movie contract, and he had to do a movie. Mm. Yeah, that's one of those. I can't remember what movie. I mean, the I've heard that. You guys talk like, about it all the time, but it that's based Keanu on. Reeves was like, "Fuck it, I'll do the movie." That was that was supposed to. That's supposedly a thing. That one of those movies he did is probably like, um, what's that movie with the cold fusion? <laughs> chain reaction. Chain it's probably like Chain Reaction or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But he got signed up to do a movie he didn't want to do, and then he because his assistant just forced his signature. And maybe and then he Nicole just had to do it. He was just like, you know what? I'm not doing anything for six months. Fuck it. You know, I'll get six million dollars or whatever. Yeah, so That's like Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves would do that shit. Yeah. Like But he's different. They had a I, I saw a thing I saw I forget what it was. So close to the end too. It was it was one but of But I things. feel like if their lawyer didn't read it correctly, but that's a thing that really happened, supposedly. So it's easy it, to it could be, and if that's what the contract is, um fucking Gwen is fucked. If not, she's gonna never the movie you'll never see a lie today. No. Yeah. So there is a question I have because we watch the footage, and we see that Eddie gets real mad during a scene that uh, Gwen is filming where she's dressed like a burlesque dancer. Or yeah, because yeah. it takes and place. It's Hector a is, time over time is yeah. a movie where Eddie comes from the future back to Nazi Germany to save Gwen from some. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the hell this movie is it's about? Just, Apparently, it was shit. He goes so back to the past to save her future is the tagline of the <laughs> fake movie, which is a good one. It is. Like, wait, but is that Hector is yeah. singing to her and he's uh -huh. touching her all <laughs> over. And then later, Hal's like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "He was in the movie." And Tony's like, "He wasn't in the movie." I'm like, "I thought he was in the movie." I, I think he's probably <laughs> only only has like one. He was probably only in that one scene, and yes. nobody fucking remembered him. Or he probably had like two or three scenes and. <laughs> like a tiny bit part, and a lot of the super, and a lot of super directors. Not to even give this any kind of credence, but a lot of the super directors do just have DPs that do scenes they don't want to do. Mm. Like Spielberg's like, I don't want to fucking film this part, Billy. You go film it. You know, you know what I want. And the, just go fucking do it. The part of Hell is based on a real person. <laughs> it's in it? the trivia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me look. I it didn't up. read the trivia. I did. So, uh, Eddie... Billy Crystal wrote this movie for himself. Eddie confronted but Gwen in that old. scene because he thinks something is going on between her and Hector. And she's like, I'm only doing what my character would do, and there's nothing going on. And he's like, you look like a prostitute. And soon after, we see that she tells Kiki that something has happened with Hector. And Kiki's like, do you love him? And she's like, no, sometimes you just need to get laid. And, and the then, whole audience is like, oh my god, like, really? This is shocking how. And she's like, he's real hot and he can go for hours, but I wish there was more going on down said, yeah, but she had a bigger thingy. She has her lift and goes exactly like that. And like shrinks it and goes actually more like, like that. It's like it a roll of quarters. <laughs> and Hector is pissed. Yeah. So uh, the character is based on the director, Hal Ashby. He's a, a director from the 70s. So he directed Harold and Maude. He directed Shampoo, Bound for Glory, um... Let's see. The Slugger's Wife, um, 8 Million stop. Ways to Die. No one's heard of those movies. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Harold and Maude is really famous. I've yeah. heard of that one. Um, Gwen calls for Lee to stop this right now. She's going to sue. This is an invasion of privacy. Yeah. This is going to ruin her. Yeah. It's an outrage. Lee gets up and is like, 
we need a break. The turn, the 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 twist in this movie has taken some of us by surprise. It's the Blair Witch Project. He- Hector takes the mic and talks about how his penis is not like coins. My penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is all, none of that is true. Hal gets up and tries to address the room and talk about how they're just misunderstanding his art. And his daughter stands up and is like, can I stand up for my father? Can I defend him? And Gwen's like, no. Who's your father? Hal. No. And they says, she says, well, then I'll stand up for Hector because I only slept with him once, but I know it's bigger than coins. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you slept with her? And he's like, no, she's lying about everything except the size of my penis. I've had complaints. Eddie congratulates Hal. He thinks this is the best thing he's ever seen, and he wants to work with him again. He says, I have a script we can throw out. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Gwen gets up, and in a last-ditch effort to save her career, makes the announcement that she and Eddie are getting back together. Hector is like, what? This is bullshit. And Eddie gets up and is like, look, this is all I've ever wanted since we stopped being together, but I have to agree with Hector. It's bullshit. And she's like, we talked about it. He's like, no, we didn't. And she's like, but you love me. He's like, no, I love the woman that you play in those movies. I don't love the real you. The real you is terrible. <laughs> I think I'm going to get the woman from the movies, but I don't. <laughs> and uh, she's like, why not? And he says, I don't want to tell you right now. And she's like, tell me. And he says, because I'm in love with your sister. Oops. And then Kiki gets called up. Why her? And Kiki's like, why not? Yeah. He has to hold her back. <laughs> So Kiki is done allowing Gwen's life to be her whole life. She's not going to do that anymore. And Gwen's like, well, then I guess you're fired. And the press all gasp. Like, uh, Kiki basically just quit. <laughs> Obviously. But then that reminds Gwen that she has an audience. So, of course, she's like, but you're my sister and all I care about is your happiness. You know I only care if you're happy. So uh, then she goes to leave and Eddie's like, you're unbelievable. <laughs> So she, but she announces to the press that she's going to be fine. She'll find a new assistant. Eddie tells Kiki that he wants her. She's the only one for him. And she's the thing he's the most grateful for in the world. And then I guess they're going to be together. For now. <laughs> for three weeks. Later, Kiki packs. He tries to help her by throwing everything because he's in a hurry to leave. Lee finds them, and he's like, that was amazing. The press loves this this film. They're calling it the... Blair Bitch Project. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, people love Gwen again, and this Which, is going to be huge. I would watch that. <laughs> I don't really care about celebrities. I like movies, but I only like... I don't like celebrities. I like the characters they're actually playing, and my brain can tell the difference. <laughs> um, but, like, if this was released, a movie where... Instead of releasing the movie, the director releases Everything them else. behind yeah. the scenes. The process of the movie. I would watch that. It'd be interesting. John would also watch that. I was recently re-listening to, you know, I'm listening to old episodes of the podcast. And on a recent one, uh, we were talking about how John had watched a documentary about the history of He-Man. And Tony goes, we need to talk about to you about your documentary watching. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracked me up for a good five minutes in the car. <laughs> but I, if that was a mo- real movie, this house would watch it. Yeah, John would be like, oh, I we got to watch this. Got some, movies, some movies I really love, I watch the behind the scenes crap. Because every once in a while there's something really neat in there. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes listening with the commentary is good. Or just seeing how actors. they did certain things. I know with It, I watched a lot of the It shit because I was like, how did they do the shot? Or what was, what was that fucking makeup like? You know. 
It's this little weird shit. All right, Elaine, what'd you think? Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. Because I did this movie for you. <laughs> My she's favorite gonna, character. She's going to nay it. <laughs> My favorite character is Hector. <laughs> He's delightful. My least favorite character is Gwen. She's the devil. <laughs> My favorite scene is the movie reveal. Because it's just bonkers. Yep. Uh, my favorite line is in the very beginning when um, uh, Stanley Tucci is trying to get Lee to come back and help him with the junket for the release of this movie. And he says, he tells the assistant of Stanley Tucci, please remind Mr. Kingsman that he fired me last week and invite him at his earliest convenience to kiss my undercarriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such a good line. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the golf ball that hits Seth Green while he's oh, yeah. jogging on the phone. I forgot about that. Because it's just so funny and delightful. I think, so, the movie is delightful. It's funny. It's, the all the character interactions are pretty much enjoyable. Like, these relationships are never going to work. <laughs> but as a parody about the crazy batshitness that is celebrities this is great mm -hmm. so i like it uh, we we watched it a couple weeks ago i watched it again right beforehand and i'll happily watch it yet again in whenever the opportunity presents itself hi so, yay i give it a yay elaine yay. loves it what about you Jan? well i'm glad you asked my, my, <laughs> my favorite character is lee mm -hmm. my least favorite character is gwen um my favorite scene is the end of uh, with the review. Mm -hmm. My favorite line is, my penis is not like coins. I've had complaints. Yes, you say that quite a bit. It's fun to say. Even though no one is complaining about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is the tape. Mm. Mm -hmm. The one that Seth uh, Green gets there. Because it's a tape. Of the movie. Mm -hmm. Of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, no, of the pulling out the prickers. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I will so give this movie because uh, I watched it three weeks ago. And I watched it again. I was like, yeah, I still like it. All it's right. fun. It's a fun. They don't make movies like this. <laughs> now they have, either have to be like these big bombastic movies with all these things. And this was just fun. They can't make this now. <laughs> like they, they made fat jokes. You can't do that. And everybody has a phone. So. Yeah, and it does take away. They go get a camera. Yeah. There's no tension of, oh, we're going to miss this moment because the entire room's got and this. They don't, and they don't really make fun of celebrities like this anymore unless yeah, it's them. Like, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. will make a movie where they're making fun of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But they don't do like, you make know. Make fun of celebrities in general. General, because you'd be like, oh, who are they trying to make fun of? You know, like, so you know Catherine Zeta-Jones, when she was doing this, had people in mind. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, I'm being like so-and-so. Because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen her, and she's this fucking bad. Exactly. All right, Tony. Uh, my favorite character was Hal. My least favorite character was almost all of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. My favorite scene is the dinner scene where... Billy Crystal is just running this whole yep. game. I thought that was funny. My favorite line is, will Eddie be okay? Life is a cookie. I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> My favorite Trisha object is Alan Alda's hair. Mm -hmm. Any more Alan Alda, Alda hair. Um, I watched this movie twice. The first time I watched it, I didn't care for it as much. But the second time I watched it, I actually ended up liking it. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a maybe. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. The first time, I think I was waiting for, because it's a real, it's a weird disjointed movie that kind of 
you're not really there for the movie. You're there for all the other shit. And I was kind of there for the movie. But once I got at the end, I was kind of let down. I'm like, wait, what is going on? But once you once you know that, like on rewatches, it gets better and better. So feel for like me anyway. When you go into this movie, you think you're watching a romantic comedy about John Cusack and Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. But what you're really watching is a movie about how the press ma- manipulates yeah. the audience, which is much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, my favorite character, I went with Lee. My least favorite character, also Wen. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene, the movie screening. My favorite line is survival tip number three. You're not here to love anyone. You're here to promote a movie. Say you're here and you get a word that your mom has died, like hit by a bus or something. You go downstairs, shed a tear, and say, it's a shame. She would have loved this movie. Um, I also liked when he goes and gets Eddie, and he's like, I saw the movie. Or he says, have you seen the movie? He's like, I saw the beginning, and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple backups. (laughs) Um, And my favorite tertiary object was the breakfast, because I love breakfast. (laughs) Jenny and I went out to breakfast today. (laughs) Did you get pancakes? No, I usually get eggs benedict. Ooh, good. That's this is one of the only things that I could not make at home if I wanted to. Really? Yeah. I've never made hollandaise, but I know that once you make it, if you don't use it all, you got to throw it out. That you don't save it. <laughs> that's true. And it would just be for me, so that seems silly. I've also never poached an egg, so. <laughs> but I like to go out for eggs benedict. <laughs> and I'll give it a light yay. I, I, I was watching it because I had seen it once before many, many years mm-hmm. ago when Blockbuster was selling it for like $5. <laughs> and I didn't like it. But I think, like you said, the first it, it time you watch, you, it, watch it, you think you're watching something else yeah. and you're let down by it. And then when you watch it again, like yeah. what I enjoyed about it was watching Billy Crystal's character orchestrating all yeah, of this which stuff. Is, yeah. Because so. it's weird. It's also weird because you don't know who the focus is. Because it's you by it's a fucking Billy Crystal movie. Like it's yes. written for him. Obviously, yes. you wrote it. You can see all the Billy Crystalisms all through the movie and all the the quick banter and shit. But it's not his movie. It is, but it isn't. And mm-hmm. so it, but it ends up being like Julia Roberts' movie. But she's in the background for the most of it. So it's all about Catherine Zeta Jones and Cusack. But their characters are kind of nothing. It's a weird. It's a weird. Wonder, it's a weird movie. Like a weird. Situation. I wonder if it's because when he wrote it, he wrote it for him to play the part of Eddie. Yeah. He wanted this to be him, and he wanted Meg Ryan to be in it. Like he had written this kind of for them. But then it sat on the shelf, and then the studio thought he was too old. And then he was going to direct it, but then this other director read it and loved it. So then he stayed on as a producer, and then he took the part of Lee. So I wonder how much the script evolved when it became when he took the part of Lee instead. Yeah. I wonder if they expanded that part to give him a bigger role because they're like, well, we don't see you as an Eddie, but we see you as this. So we're going to expand this part. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder if that made the script more disjointed or and changed, like if they made changes to the Eddie character or changes to the Kiki character to yeah. accommodate to accommodate yeah maybe mm. oh don't forget you gotta play that song okay cause I did not prepare a song <laughs> <laughs> there's not really songs in this movie <laughs> no alright well alright so please tune in oh you know what 
You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And tune in next week on the podcast for Lane's pick. I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie, The Golden Child. No surprise here. I've never seen it. No. <laughs> well, it's an Eddie Murphy movie from, what, the 80s, the 90s? Yeah. The 80s. Nah. Me and uh, Will watched it not too long ago. It's so good. The boopsie. Yeah. Uh, in honor of John's new pair of shoes, <laughs> yes, bring ben. it back old school. Oh, that's right, he got them. Ben, you'll be happy to know I got my Flint Tropics feelers. The lace were in hers, too. Yeah, that was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not know that John had bought those. Okay? I didn't notice you were wearing them until just now when I leaned over to pick my yeah. pickup off the floor. <laughs> I didn't know it so when John was in bed being sick earlier. He was like, I had this whole outfit planned. I was going to show you my new shoes. And I'm like, what? He's like, it was a surprise. I'm like, what are they? He's like, it was a surprise. <laughs> and then he gets out of the shower. And he comes down, and it's like, well, bam! <laughs> <laughs> it's Jackie Moon! <laughs> Did you pick Monix's jersey because you got the bad knees? <laughs> it's a legit question! It's a legit question. I don't want to. No? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay, well, after this song, can we play Ya Ya Ding Dong? No. Aww. Play Ya Ya Ding Dong! Are you going to stop the podcast? Oh, sorry, I was enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> sexy!